Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. folks that right there was a picture of yours truly trying to get everybody ready to go trying to fight the revolution trying to get people out there being activists trying to get folks to be involved lean in do something to contribute to making things happen right to try to fix that it, it and it's like He's running off. He's drunk as a skunk. He's going streaking and not a fucking soul followed him. Not a soul followed him. And when he gets down the road a little bit, it's his wife is driving down the road and her friends are in the car and they're like, oh my God, who is this crazy nut streaking through the quad? And lo and behold, it's her man. And he gets in there butt first and squishes on in the car and, and they drive off. And that's the end because the revolutionary, the one that really is trying to get people to move, it's very, very hard to get anyone to follow. It's very, very hard to get people to do anything. And, I, I, you know, sometimes you wonder, is it that everybody is so black-pilled, doom-pilled, just completely in over their heads, completely unable to envision anything happening in any way, shape, or form that they just check out? I'll be honest with you. My take on this is, is that you're either in the business of sitting in the cheap seats, throwing popcorn and tomatoes and yelling obscenities at the people that are failing us, or you're in the business of organizing around that, trying to do something meaningful to fix it. And I got to be honest with you. I think the entire movement has been largely infiltrated with doom pills. The doom pillars are running the show. And the doom pillars are letting us know that there's no hope. There's no hope. There's no chance. There's no nothing. And, you know, the question is, what are you putting your hope in? Where, where's the hope being placed? Where are you? Are you resting your hope on your cheating spouse that they're not going to cheat on you? Is that your hope? Are you putting your hopes there? Because if that's the case, that's stupid, right? You're always going to lose. But if you're putting your hope in an understanding that we can affect change, maybe not the way you thought, maybe not at the ballot box, maybe not voting constantly, maybe, maybe you can't just cast your ballot and go back to brunch. Maybe, maybe the MLK version of understanding the white moderate, that centrist, that 
that weak, feckless liberal that genuinely has all these high ideals as long as someone else is doing them. I don't know. But beware the white liberal is still very a real story. It's still very much the real story here. People all say they want things. They want to be involved. They want to see change happen. But the reality is, is that they don't do shit to make it. And so you can begin to understand the Republican mindset. That Republican mindset that says, if you're not doing something, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're not doing anything. You deserve all the calamity that comes your way because you're not doing anything, et cetera. And if you think that way, if you understand, if you understand that just because a Republican told you that you should do hard work isn't an excuse to not do hard work because a Republican said to do hard work. The difference is, is what they're fighting for and what we're fighting for and what constitutes a good person, what doesn't constitute a good person, whether people, even though they suck, deserve to eat and live or whether they don't deserve to eat and live. And that'll show them from the moral hazard they've created. So doom pilled means I see the let me just go ahead and put this up here. The doom pill. Is the idea. There's nothing, there's no hope that there's no point in fighting climate change. There's no fighting, no sense in fighting for healthcare. There's no sense in organizing with people because there's no hope. It's that whole concept that everything is useless. It's stupid. It's almost like that teenager when you're trying to tell them to do their homework and they're like blowing their bangs. Why? Why? It's just everything's hopeless. Why? You know? It's like they haven't quite grown out of that prepubescent period where it's edgy and cool to say radical things and crazy things, type in all caps, things like that. You know, it's one of those things where ultimately we as a movement are stuck. We're fucking stuck in this quagmire of do nothingness. We do something for a minute and when we don't get exactly the result we want, we immediately stop and we check out and we go to brunch. You would be surprised how many non-centrists, how many non-establishment types are back at brunch. How many people have doom-pilled themselves to the point where they refuse to fight back against the powers that be that are keeping them stuck? It's one thing to sit there and yell and scream about the Democratic Party, who has failed us miserably time and time again. But that in and of itself is just like that kid, the salty kid that doesn't like dinner that night and just yells and screams, says, I'm not eating my dinner, and that's that. There's nothing to it. It's just like a fart in the wind. We are all powerful enough together to do things. And as I've said in many of these streams, the idea that we don't organize outside of the political parties to take on strong influencers, to take on the powers that be, is ludicrous. It's ridiculous. People begin to think that 
well, you know, I've got my health care. I better just go ahead and live out my life. Oh, I've got, you know, my car and my house and everything. You know what? They had choices. They didn't make right choices. And, and these aren't Republicans we're talking about, folks. I'm not joking. We got people that are afraid to stand up to their own spouse and say, look, this is serious. We got a climate crisis going on. We got people without health care, and there are opportunities to fix that. Why are you acting like just because we have health care that we shouldn't fight for someone else? But we allow those negative spouses or spouses that don't see this to win the war instead of us taking it to them and explaining how vital participating and organizing and doing things is. And everything is a pop-up mandate. Everything is a pop-up. Every single thing that we do is a pop-up. It's just flash in the pan, like a fart in the wind. We go to a protest, we get the selfie, but we don't do anything with demands. We don't stay with the program. We don't stick with it and build from that. We spend all of our time decrying what is wrong and rarely any of the time building for what is right, what we need. I think the doom pill prevents people from seeing the solutions within themselves, seeing how they can be a part of making something good happen. It's a corrosive force. It is a corrosive force that has destroyed any potential. The establishment by its very nature is to kill populist movements, roll them inside and give them a slow death. We saw this happen with the Democrats, with the Bernie Sanders movement, and we're seeing the effects of it now as we see more people spending time in their easy chair with their feet propped up, laughing at the squad doing establishment things long tweets with ha 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 right i get it it's comical it's classical but what are you organizing around to make that not be the case to not put your hope in baskets that are unattainable you know i think to myself if i was staring at a wall of water coming towards me and my family and I had to think about what was going on in my mind at that last second as the tidal wave smashed through us. Would I be able to say I tried? Would I be able to say I did everything I could to prevent this from happening? I think there are a lot of people out there who self-congratulate themselves for doing the bare minimum It's kind of like Jennifer Aniston in office space with how many tchotchkes am I supposed to wear? 13. Well, if that's the minimum, here's 13. I'm just going to do 13 and that's enough. It doesn't matter whether the world was changed. It doesn't matter. It's just, no, I did my 13 and that's enough. It's almost as if you think the existential crisis we are facing right now, these crises we're facing are going to go away because you did your 13 tchotchkes of effort. And when you capitulate to spouses that don't see your vision, when you capitulate to external forces that don't see your vision, you're losing your own agency. 
We have to sell to people that are unbelievers, that don't realize these crises are right at our feet. They're right here. They're not going away. And sitting there in your bed, grousing about how much you don't feel like doing something. Don't let yourself get confused that that's a revolutionary act. Don't let yourself think that that is somehow or another a revolutionary act. We are all in the process right now of dealing with a world that is changing right in front of our eyes. And we have a choice of being proactive in trying to establish how that future looks or reactive in just accepting the doom that comes our way. To me, I think that when we allow doom to overtake us, when we allow negativity to the point where we don't even fancy the potential of success, that we do more to harm not only our own minds and our own lives and our families and our friends, but the larger world around us. It's taken me a long time to realize what Chris Hedges meant when he said, I fight fascists, not because I'll win, but because they're fascists. You do this stuff because you have to, because otherwise is to give up completely. And to give up completely is the only surefire way of ensuring failure. It's the only surefire way. People confuse my disdain for the libertarian mind as just not liking them. Fact is, I don't like selfishness. I don't like self-centeredness. And it has become the story of the day, the flavor of the day, the actual force that is driving most people right now. Because neoliberalism obviously has failed us. But neoliberalism was never intended to win us. It was never intended to be a success for us. It was always intended to be for the few at the top. And so without a concerted effort to fight back against privatization, to fight back against climate change, to fight back against health care for profit, to fight instead, not just against those things, but for a world that is sustainable, for healthcare for all so that we all lead a life more abundant, to fight for education for all so we all maximize our talents and skills for the betterment of everyone. Instead of focusing on what we don't want, we need to be focused on what we do want. And we need to organize against those powers that are trying to keep us down while simultaneously building up the belief and the vision of what we can do. I don't believe for a minute that we can vote our way out of this. Is that doom pill? I think that's a sober assessment. I don't believe we can just vote our way to whatever it is you think we're going to do. I don't believe that you can door knock or phone bank for a candidate enough to satisfy climate change. I don't think you can do that enough 
to stop war. I don't think you can vote hard enough to make this planet sustainable. I don't think you can do it. I think evidence is there to show that that's a true statement. But that doesn't mean all hope is gone. Don't confuse that realization as all hope is gone. Consider the immutable nature of the mushroom, the the individual that literally hides in the shadows, that doesn't feel empowered. That immutable nature where they don't change, they never change, they just stay stuck. That is a guaranteed fail. It is a guaranteed fail right there. Every single time we cave into that, we ensure failure, absolutely ensure failure. Now, to take the doom angle on everything means that we don't believe that it's worth even fighting for. So look at your kid. Next time you do that, look at your kid and say, I'm not going to do a fucking thing for you, man. Every time you get cool and edgy and you take that angle, look at your child and say, yeah, it's more important that I be cool and edgy than actually take care of your future. You may as well do it. It's the real thing. It's not what you're saying. It's what you're doing. But why not put it into words? Why not actually say it? Why not actually be honest and say that that's what you're doing? There's no guarantee you'll be successful. But there is a guarantee you will fail if, well, you'll be successful with your failure. If that's what you do, if that's your approach. Can we stave off cataclysmic climate change? Maybe not. But can we adapt? Can we find ways to change so we can live in what's left? Uh, Yeah, we can. Are there people too cool for school to ever make that happen? Unfortunately, we are filled with that level of person. We are filled with the person that's too cool for school. And they saunter around dropping little driblets of hopelessness wherever they go. The rogue strain of hopelessness is abundant. Can I appreciate it? Absolutely. I'm human. I feel it every day. I wake up and I say, oh my God, how many people will ignore me today? How many people will not show up with the jersey on ready to fight back today? Feel it every day. And I feel hopeless sometimes myself because of that sickening inertia, that sickening listlessness, that sickening lack of resistance, the repulsive failure-minded thinking. If you're putting out there's no hope, Well, there's no hope, but there is hope. That's the thing. It's just a matter of adapting. Adaptation is part of, part of the mix. Because yes, people didn't do what they needed to do 30 years ago. But you gotta be more 
than just edgy and cool and doom-pilled. If you want us to really have a chance at any kind of future, I sit there and I wonder to myself, you know, when Bernie was around, when Bernie was high in the hog and he wasn't busy saying he endorsed Hillary Clinton and things like that before, when people still had that Bernie hope, when that Bernie hope was glowing brightly, you got to see what it looked like. The problem was, is that nobody took not me us seriously. They said, it's Bernie, it's Bernie or bust. Without Bernie, there's no hope. And so when Bernie fell prey to the establishment, that was the end because everybody thought they were going to be able to vote their way to the finish line. The game's changed a little bit. The goals are the same. You don't have a leader up there the vanguard leader that you'd like. You have an establishment that's there not to merely co-op what we're doing, but to prevent us from doing what we're doing. Yet many are still driven to try to force people into phone banking harder, sitting there and making phone calls and, and door knocking for candidates like it's just the be-all, end-all. And I'm not here to tell you not to do those things. I'm here to tell you it's insufficient. And if you're doing all your organizing in the establishment, because that's just how you're wired, there may be more people there because that's where sheep go to die. But you're not going to change an apparatus that's built specifically to absorb action and to repulse it and kill it, basically. That may be part of the solution, because you still got to work with the system you're in. But why is it that we think that we can just mail it in? We could just go about our lives like nothing's happening and ignore it. We've been blackpilled. Diminished expectations, diminished hope, diminished effort, diminished everything. We don't realize how we contribute to the black pill society. Every time we're running around scowling and, and just not communicating with people, just checking out and just sort of, we're contributing to the black pill of society. We're a part of that corrosive, deleterious bullshit that robs this universe of hope. We are part of that when we fall prey to that black pill nihilism. Again, do not confuse my lack of nihilism as saying, hey, it's cool to be part of the establishment. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm also not saying that voting is going to win the day because we've seen that it probably will not. I'm also not saying don't do it. You know, I, I sat there and, and thought to myself what I was going to talk about today. And I expected that it would be challenging because far too many don't hear themselves in the message. They think it's about someone else. And when they do feel the scalding burn of the flame right there on them, the light glowing on them, 
as you are the doom pillar. You are the one not showing up. You're the one not communicating. You're the one. When you, when you own it, and you don't just push it back, you don't just reject it outright. You own it. You say, wow, how can I fix this? That's when change starts. But if you're always thinking it's somebody else, someone else, bystander syndrome, someone else will do this. Someone else is going to show up. I don't have to. It's not my responsibility to communicate with anyone. I can do it my own way. I can do my own research. I don't have to work with anyone. I can just come and go, do what I want. The doom grows. The doom grows. Unfortunately, doom and misery love company. And so instead of it being about solutions, because solutions are almost seen like the geek with the broken glasses and the tape on it and the pocket protector, solutions are nerdy. Only thing not nerdy is doom and gloom. Yeah, you know, I, I, I came to this live stream in full Mashuga garb for those of you who are inclined to understand where I'm going. And they just put out an album called Immutable. And the whole album, the entire album, is perfection. Took 15, 16 hours a day without eating, practicing to get this out there. And the entire album is on the immutable nature of man and how man is just basically giving in and accepting failure. War, famine, hate. The fact of the matter is, it's just like with every asset, there's a liability and vice versa. There's a mirror reflection for the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. In order for us to survive, in order for us to pass on a world to our kids, to anyone, that they're not going to look back on and say, God damn. You know, we bitch about the boomers as Generation X. But when I look at Generation X and I think to myself, they're out there getting theirs just like the deadheads went out and got theirs with the stock market and 401ks and planning for a future and everything else. It's like, hey, I'm comfortable. I did my college. I'm good. I got, a, you know, the house. I got the car. I got the vacations, I got the timeshare, whatever. You end up with this passerby version of activism. You know, it's like, as long as everything is perfect, I want everyone to have healthcare. You mean to tell me I might have to like pack a lunch and go on a train and not sit down and have my perfect meal and be able to watch my favorite show when it's on. I might have to, you know, actually DVR it or maybe I miss the show. 
to do some active and maybe I don't get to go to the the yard sailing this weekend, antiquing with the wife or the husband. Maybe you mean I have to actually skip a picnic to change the world because yeah, it's about more than just us doing this. You mean I might have to actually do that? Uh yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, you do. I mean, you don't clearly, which is part of the problem. Part of the problem is, is that the minute these lofty ideas of protecting one another and fighting for each other, inconvenience the start time or the kickoff of your football game or inconvenience, because after all, you'd like to go to that class at the gym today. You'd like to go, you know, shoot hoops with your buddies or go bowling or whatever. And again, this is not an antagonism against recreational. We need it to balance our brains so that we're not fucked in the head. But far too often, the last thing we do, as opposed to the first thing we do, is, oh yeah, I got some spare minutes At the end of the day, when I don't have any brain power, yeah, let me go ahead and throw that over there now. But if you take stock, if you take an inventory of where you invest your time, where you invest your energies, and if you're not building community and you're not trying to resist the coming darkness, if you're not resisting the doom pilling, you're facilitating the doom pilling. It's important to both understand the gravity of what we're up against so that you understand the sincerity and the serious nature of it, but it's also important that you not go so far down that path that you don't remember that there's stuff you can do that you can contribute to offsetting that. You know, when I look at these very, very well-polished right-wing think tanks out there. These guys wake up the crack of dawn. They work their ass off all day long to preserve capital and to preserve the structure as it is. That's a very daunting, daunting task. But there are not nearly as many of them as there are us. The doom pillars have made people realize that they can't fight back. They won't fight back. And so as these guys check the boxes and they do the necessary things and they use, they're fully funded. They don't even apologize for getting funded for fossil fuel bullshit, literally destroying the planet. They don't even flinch. They just show up prepared to do the job. I bet many of them would do it without getting a paycheck. Sadly, because I think they're just so fucked in the head. But the fact is they do get paychecks and they get big paychecks. So they get the best of the best of the best, sir. That's what we're competing with. So clearly we can't beat them on finances. 
clearly we can't beat them in recruiting because they got the best of the best of the best that are getting a fat paycheck to do the work. So how do you get activists to recognize they're in a war and not be doom-pilled to the point where they just throw up the white flag and go to brunch, but they choose their private time. They choose their hobby time. They choose to prioritize. They choose to prioritize staying in the fight. They choose to make that the priority. I don't think nearly enough. And if you realize, I'm serious, go out there and look at these right-wing think tanks and who they've got on the payroll. If you can find their, their financial statements, look at their financial statements. They're well-funded, they're well-organized, and they don't take time off. They don't screw around. They're in it for whatever sick cause they're doing. And so whether you get a paycheck or not, our survival is contingent on us not allowing the doom pill to overtake us and to blind us. We are strong. We can do things. We can do great things. We've got to show up, though. We've got to build the connective tissue between each other. We've got to develop solidarity. Solidarity doesn't just happen because you demand it. Solidarity is something you've got to earn. You've got to work through. You've got to develop and you've got to create, which means you've got to show up. I'm not joking. When I, I, I hear stories about what people do with their time and it's their time. They do with it what they want. But I can tell how serious the threat is to them, how serious they take the threat and whether or not they feel they have any agency whatsoever to make a change. All the people out there that are just so revolutionary that they got nothing to do. They're not inclined to do anything other than complain. And I blame that on the doom pill. I blame that on nihilism. I blame that on a belief that they can't do anything, and so why bother? And then they inadvertently become libertarians, where they're all about self, self-seeking. My hope is, and I, here's my non-black, you know, doom pill. My non-doom pill view is this, without trying to organize beyond the duopoly, without organizing beyond the political process, without organizing building think tanks for you, human beings and building parallel structures where we can come together and talk freely about the important things that matter so that we can organize and develop strategies for attacking with our less than stellar resources. If we can't do that, if we just act like it's a 
freaking hobby and we don't even really do it and we come and go when we feel like it. You can pretty much guarantee the doom pills win. We have to teach each other. We have to provide each other with a lens to understand not only society, but a theory of change to go forward with. We've got to be in the moment so we are not so theory-driven that we're not focused on the here and now problems that face us today, but we can't get so caught up in the problems of here and now that we're not envisioning what tomorrow should be. We've got to walk and chew gum at the same time. Because here's the thing. This is the God's honest truth. There's a bill. I just talked with Ron Gray on Friday night called the e-cash bill. An e-cash bill is basically turning cash into something digital as well. But it allows you to have a physical representation that is not traceable, similar to using a paper dollar. That is called seeing the future, the war on cash. It's called seeing a vision of a different world and taking action to mitigate it. Is there hope in that? I don't know. But it is a positive step. It's an understanding of eliminating the surveillance state or mitigating the surveillance state. So it's about giving us agency to one another without having someone looking over our shoulder. Is it perfect? I don't know. Is it ideal? I don't know. But I do know this. It's an idea with the future in mind. It's about creating the future of tomorrow without screwing today. I, I, I think to myself, you see people that yell and scream and stuff like that, but the minute somebody big walks up and says, what are you going to do? They immediately shrink and they run away. I feel like there's a lot of people that like to puff up, keyboard warriors, puff up. They're not willing to put the work in to make all this bravado talk happen. Got a lot of words to say. They're slow on the output. They're slow on the follow-through. You know, if we were to have a revolution, which we're nowhere near, by the way, sadly, but if we were to have some form of revolution, even a, a mental revolution, a spiritual revolution, a cultural revolution, any kind of changing, meaningful, uh, you know, event that changed society, if we were near that, it would be fantastic, but we're not. Why is that? Because most people can't envision anything can change. And they carry that forward, that doom. It's always impossible. Too big of an idea. Oh, we can't do that. And you end up putting the wet blanket on the people with the vision, trying to make it happen. You spend more energy and time throwing a wet blanket on people trying to make it happen than you do actually helping make it happen. Think about that for a minute. 
you know, I was doing some study and I was going to get my PhD a few years ago to become the foremost expert in virtual teams and virtual organizations. And one of the most important aspects of any virtual organization is communication. Because nobody really wants to know what you know until they know how much you care. And if you're not willing to build community, a virtual organization will fail. This pandemic allowed us to see even the companies that took that seriously, the executives were struggling to figure out how to build that community now that they don't have the water cooler. The lack of the water cooler, the lack of the lunch break, the lack of the smoke break even. All that community building gone. And people started to do their own thing. They started becoming little individuals instead of a collective. Instead of pulling together and leveraging that freedom to work towards the common good, they instead doubled down on video games and doing other things, being doom-pilled and believing it's all hopeless. Instead, that freedom should have been sparking revolution, should have been sparking organizing, it should have been sparking virtual organizing. But largely what you see is when people are providing solutions, there's crickets. But when you see the doomsayers and the people poking fun at the shit libs, fucking everyone shows up for that. Doesn't speak well about our future, does it? I'm of the mindset that the hashtag each one teach one, each one reach one are really crucial for us. And not me, us has never been more important than it is today. Teaching one another theory and really understanding how to assess things and not just be reactionary. To really pause and plan and think through a problem so we actually have sustainable activism, sustainable, meaningful, result-driven programs and actions. That is how you develop hope, is by giving people a place to build their own identity within the collective. But you can't do that with a random million people by themselves running off in different ways, doing their own things, it's incommunicado, silent. It doesn't work for organizations, doesn't work for corporations, and it definitely doesn't work in trying to build parallel systems beyond the duopoly. It doesn't work. So I'm asking you to think about this. Consider, where are you spending your time? Where is your mind? Are you perpetrating the doom pill? Are you taking people out of the mix? Or are you filling their mind up with education and helping them find a way to achieve something, to plug in to something, to become a part of something meaningful that's actually working to build the future we need and want? Or are you busy slagging people, tell them it's all hopeless, 
I think more people spend time telling everybody it's hopeless and not teaching and not learning, going about doing your own fun things and then grousing that the world's unfair. See, there are some things that Republicans say that you may not like, but sadly are true. If all you do is bitch and moan, but you don't put the legwork in, you're going to get what you get because you're depending on someone else to have enough chutzpah to freaking do the work of a revolutionary while you kick back and just throw tomatoes at the television watching your bullshit that you watch, your YouTube alt-media folks like myself. I have no desire to see us wrapped up in cults of personalities. Bernie Sanders, for all the good he did, by everybody putting all their hope and focus on one individual, fucked us more than you know. It's not because Bernie's bad. Bernie's awesome because Bernie told us all, not me, us. She didn't listen. You checked out because he didn't get the presidency. You checked out because you saw the establishment did establishment things. Imagine that capital protecting itself. What a what a weird thing, huh? It's never happened in history, right? You're going to have to do something different than you do today for it to change. Because that definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And if all you do is complain, is it any wonder nothing's changed or gotten worse? Think about that, because that right there is the answer to just about every one of your questions. It really is. If you fail to check in with your fellow comrades, if you sit there and act like an army of one and ignore everybody else, you're not helping anything. And you're going to get what you continue to get. This isn't a lecture. This is me kind of figuring out in my own head because it's like, why are people so checked out? Why are people not contributing? Why are people not? Why are they ghosts? And all I can come up with is nihilism and doom, this doom pilling. It's the only thing I can come up with over and over again. Am I right? I don't know. feel like I don't want to be right. I want people to step up, but I don't see it. Do you? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. So I'm Steve Grumbine with the Rogue Scholar, and I am going to be checking out of here. But in the meantime, please follow our other shows, follow our channel, help us out. If you're interested in volunteering, we're a nonprofit. We would like to do good work. We need people. We need money, but we need people more. We need actual people that are willing to show up with their jersey on and do the hard work, even when it's not what they love doing, even when it's a little bit tough, like math homework or eating your broccoli. We need people that are willing to do things that are outside their comfort zone. Is that you? If it is, we need you. Again, I am Steve Grumbine with The Rogue Scholar. Hope you guys have a great day. Hopefully you get rid of the black pills and start finding ways to be part of the solution. We need everybody, every one of you. 
myself included. We all need each other. I'm out. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressives.